Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19. All new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Celebrate the holidays at Hale Varsity Club with an exciting lineup of holiday-themed events like Ugly Christmas Sweater Karaoke and Holiday Music Bingo, plus happy hour all day on New Year's Eve during college football bowl games. Hale Varsity Club has something for everybody. Stop in this month to try our new menu items like the Nashville Hot Honey Chicken, Crispy Breaded Wings, and the Benning Burger. It's a spicy burger named after Damon Benning. Visit HaleVarsityClub.com for the full event calendar and make a reservation now. Planning your next Disney vacation for the summer? Visit Undercover Tourist, the trusted name in theme park tickets. Get into the park you love for less. Save up to $82 per ticket to the Walt Disney World Resort. With a hotel or a car rental edition, you can save up to 30% off your order. Visit UndercoverTourist.com slash podcast for the lowest prices on all Walt Disney World Resort tickets. Plus, Undercover Tourist offers a 365-day refund guarantee. That's UndercoverTourist.com slash podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Hot Off the Mess, a podcast brought to you by The Dip. I am your host, Samantha Bush. And today, you guys, you know the drill. It's Bravo Friday. And we are in like the Bravo renaissance, as I discussed last week, which basically I just think Bravo has hit like a really nice stride with like content and shows. And I don't know really what they've done differently. I don't know if the women have kind of like, I don't know. All I got to say is like 2018 to 2000. 21 was real rough for us um, as Bravo fans because it was just like a very hit or miss. So yeah, I just I'm excited because now there was no Salt Lake City this week uh, due to the Super Bowl. I almost forgot what that was about. I was like, wait, why wasn't there a Salt Lake City? Which just adds to the fact that Salt Lake City has been going on for about seven years. I feel like I have aged tremendously. And it's not even a bad season. It's just like it's been going on forever because of the holiday. It's been taking breaks and then, you know, Super Bowl and like everything like that. So I'm ready for it to kind of wrap up. Like I kind of want the finale because now I feel like, oh, like we're we're kind of beating a dead horse. You know what I mean? Like I'm just kind of like, OK, like we we get it. And the whole Whitney about Mira's dad, it's just like, OK, what are we even talking about right now? So. I just want to get right into it. First, I'm going I'm going to go kind of out of order today. I hope you guys don't mind. I want to talk about Real Housewives of Orange County because it's kind of giving me everything. And that is something I never thought I would say. Since about season 10 of Orange County, I've kind of been dipping my toe in and out. Like I find my, I used to find myself. I mean, I didn't even watch last season um due to uh Kelly Dodd being just a monster and like Orange County was just not the franchise that I really wanted to watch go through the height of COVID and a black the Black Lives Matter movement and like like everything that was going on in 2020. So I was like, yeah, I can't fucking do this. But, you know, I feel like they're kind of 
coming back. And I would love for Tamara Judge to come back as a full-time housewife. I feel like I feel like the season's really good, but she would just make it even better. So I'm glad that they're kind of finding their footing a little bit again. And I I don't know. Like, I'm enjoying it. I find myself really engaged in what's going on, the dynamics between the group. Like, I find, I don't know. I mean, it's no Real Houses of Miami, which, of course, we'll get to. But I'm really, really loving it. I have to say, Cece, Dr. Jen's daughter, is a fucking star. This child is an angel, and I'm obsessed with her constantly dragging her mother. I find it so funny. And the fact that she's like, yeah, I took your Chanel lip liner. (laughs) Yeah, I took your Amazon boxes. Like, she's just constantly dragging Dr. Jen, and I find it so funny because she's also so cute. And there's something that that just really breaks my heart about Dr. Jen, and I said this last week. Uh... I think because she didn't have a very good relationship with her mom, there's just this kind of like missed connection or she's unsure of really how to bond with her her daughter. And I think it makes her a little nervous. And you can tell that she loves her so much and she just wants her daughter's approval so bad because she really wants that connection. It's kind of like, you know, like Emily Gilmore and Lorelai. Like it's just... They love each other, but there's just something amiss. And I feel like she has to tread a little lightly because, I mean, when you're competing with a husband who stays at home and gives your kids cookies for dinner and then you come home and you're kind of, you know, I don't know, like it just feels kind of tough. But speaking of a family that I love, we have to talk about the motherfucking DeBros. I love them. I I want a spinoff of the DeBros. Now, I don't want Heather off Orange County. I kind of want her to do like a Candy Burris situation, like where we get an OLG spinoff and keep her on Atlanta. Like that's how I feel about Heather DeBro. Now, I don't exactly know what the spinoff would really entail because she doesn't have, you know, the old lady gang. But I love her family scenes. I love her and Terry's relationship. I've actually always respected their relationship and the way that they seem to respect each other. Like, if you go back and watch old seasons, now, of course, they had their issues. You know, we'll, you know, never forget Terry always showing up in that leather jacket. That man, that man loves a leather jacket. Like, he's never not in a black t-shirt and a leather jacket. And as someone who wears the Nene Leakes uniform every day, a white t-shirt and jeans, like, that's just my go-to. I respect it, but I don't understand it because you're also in California. It's just giving me Kanicki. It's giving me greaser energy. And it's just not something I really would ever expect Terry DeBro to be in. But anyways, like I was saying, they have their problems like every couple does, but they never really disrespect each other in a way like and Terry would poke fun at her in a way that I think Terry was just trying to be funny But he respected when Heather got upset about it. Like he wanted to make it better. And that is something that I really, really love about them. And I love their dynamic together and that they're like a really good team. And I love that their approach to parenting their kids because their kids seem like good kids. Like they're they're very like balanced. They seem very well-rounded. They seem like they all have really good heads on their shoulders. And, you know, I like that how accepting and like loving they are of their kids. Cat just uh, came out. I love that. And it's just really it's really nice. And, you know, people are saying that they felt 
some scenes with the Debros are a little put on and it's like, well, they are in a reality show. I'm sure production did probably sit them aside or tell them like, hey, we're going to have a dinner with your family, you know, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, we have to take everything in reality television with a grain of salt here. But I yeah, I just love them so much. People are online are also uh, saying do they go anywhere else other than Nobu? And all I have to say to that is, remember when Heather first came on the scene, she said, she was like, there's like no places to eat in Orange County. There's like three restaurants that are good. So I'm sure that that's the situation. I'm sure that they're just like, we need to eat good fucking food. Because um, suburbia sometimes can be like the land of the Applebee's. Now, don't get me wrong. I do love their $5 apps. I am a big, I'm a big app girl. But, you know. Come on. When I think Heather's so New York that she just is like, I need something <laughs> a little bit better than this. Now, something Noella said today that was so nothing has made more sense to me than when Noella said, I'm a Gemini. Now, you're probably like, I don't know much about astrology, Sam. What does that mean? So Geminis, there's like two sides to a Gemini. They're the twins and there's like the they're opposites. And so that means the with a Gemini, like you either are swinging one way or the other. And sometimes you're swinging one way or the other within five minutes. And you just like it's hard to kind of keep up with. Now, as a Scorpio, I have Geminis in my life that I really, really get along with. But there is another side to a Gemini like in the same person. Like I know a Gemini who's like so down to earth and like so rooted in reality. But then there's the other side of them where it's they're very materialistic. And I find that to be like very off putting. You know what I mean? So with Noella, it's like there's the side of her that I really enjoy. But God damn it, she's not exhausting. So I wrote down, I said, her being a Gemini makes sense, but she definitely has Leo in her chart. Again, if you're not into astrology, Leos, I guys, I struggle with the Leo. I got to say, I do. I, I, you know, they're very, very um, into themselves and they are very uh, like the spotlight has to be on me. I'm going to talk about myself all the time. You know, they're very into compliments. They're very like it's just a lot. And for me, I find that very hard to like be around all the time because it's just like it's a lot of emotional exhaustion that as someone who's like relatively introverted, being around people in general just sucks so much energy out of me. I'm not someone that gets recharged by being around people. It's like the opposite. So when you're around a Leo, it's like, fuck's sake, like we don't have to talk about you all the time. We just don't. You know, so it's just like, it's a lot. But that's why they make great reality stars, I will say. Like, look at Summer House. They're all fucking Leos over there. We got Lindsay, a Leo. Kyle's a Leo. Amanda's a Leo. I know Hannah Burner was a Leo. Like, that's too many fucking Leos in one house. That's all I got to say. So Noella constantly bringing up her her own shit. It's like, I would be, I would be so fucking done. And when Gina said last week, she goes... When she said that she thought she was a lot more like understanding and more empathetic and everything, she's like, I don't think I am. I feel that on a level you don't even know. 
Because it's like, I think I'm very like patient and understanding, but it's like when someone's constantly needing things from you and constantly talking about their problems, you're just like, I can't. I got to tap the fuck out at some point because it just gets to be a little bit much. But I will say, I think Noella is a little bit self-aware about it. And I think she thinks that this is what makes good reality television. And it's like, baby girl, you need to chill the fuck out. Also, Emily is so hot. Emily Simpson's hot. And I think... Like, she's really looking amazing this year. And I don't know if she... I think she's just lighter, like, in her personality. Like, she just is, like, so footloose and fancy-free. She's drinking. She's having a good time. I think her and Shane are definitely in a really good place. So it's probably really helpful, you know, because they were kind of in a rough spot for a while. But I also think a lot of it might have to do with the fact that, like, Kelly Dodd isn't in the mix and I think that she brought the mood down along with Bronwyn and that Elizabeth Vargas character who God knows what's going on over there you know the SWAT team was circling her house or something a couple weeks ago and that story just vanished out of thin air and I'm like I would like an update if anyone knows I would I would like to know what the fuck's going on I said this last week Ryan or Ryan whatever the fuck his name is shirtless shirtless demon boy I hate him and when when dr jen gets in the car with heather on the way to shannon's and she says that she's humiliated and that she just can't feel this way anymore i felt that on such a deep fucking level because she's so tired this woman is fucking exhausted. She's opening up practices. She's a mother. She's starting a new career with this show and everything that comes along with that. Like, and then she's got to put up with your fucking ass. Like, the thing with them is that I just don't think that there's any respect with one another. And I, I mean, I don't know the inner workings, but I definitely am like, I don't want to say I think this man is cheating on her. But it's giving me Simon Barney, David Bedore mixed energy here. And listen, I don't think Simon was cheating on Tamara, but I don't think Simon respected Tamara and everything that she brought to the table regarding like her personality and her drive and her energy and like everything like that. And I just feel so bad for her because for Dr. Jen, because She clearly just wants to be to feel safe with someone and to feel safe emotionally. And I think that that's really, really hard for her. So when she feels like that that door is being closed or someone is like not really acknowledging those feelings that she's having, I think that that's really, really hard for her. And I just feel so bad. And what really fucking pisses me off is when Noella said to her, he seemed so sweet when I met him. And that fucking annoys me because when people say stuff like that, because it's almost like diminishing how you're feeling and how your relationship is. It's like, of course, he seemed fucking nice. Of course he did. You you don't know him. You met him for five minutes. No guy really. It's very rare for someone to come off like horrible in the first five minutes of meeting them. Like, of course, he's going to be nice. That is like my number one criteria. Like when people say oh, yeah, he's nice or she's nice. It's like, that's the bare minimum. Like, that is very standard. It's not hard to be nice. It's not hard to open the door for someone. It's not hard to, you know, be nice to the waiter. It's like, that shit is not hard. What matters to me is if you're kind. There's a fucking difference. 
And so when someone is telling you about their relationship and is opening up about the difficulties and everything like that. And the other person just responds, well, he seemed so sweet. It's like a fucking course he did. Hello, let's look at Jason Hoppy. Like he fooled all of us. He fooled everybody because it's like we take men just being bare minimum nice as like a gold standard. And it's like we need to stop doing that. And I also think it, like I was saying, it diminishes how Dr. Jen feels. And that just really... (laughs) Sorry, my animals are fighting. It just really bothers me because it's like, can't you just can't you just acknowledge? Oh, my God. You know who doesn't seem nice? Barbara. She's literally beating Ruby's ass. Hey, I don't know. It just really, really irritates me. And I have come to the conclusion that uh, I am Shannon Bedore. It pains me to admit this. Like it hurts my soul. But. Sometimes the people that you can't stand the most are the people that are most like you. And that's how I feel about Miss Shannon Bedore. And that's honestly how I feel about little Heather Gay. I was like, oh, I'm kind of them. Like when Shannon, Shannon is this kind of person that is very self-deprecating, but it comes from a very like sincere place. Like she really does feel that way about herself. And I think she does that because she wants to get ahead of whatever someone else might be thinking. So she'll be like, oh, sorry, the rug didn't come in or whatever. So because in her mind, she's thinking these people are going to be criticizing my home for not having an entryway rug. And I don't want them to say something before I do. I do that shit all the time. And it's I love watching it because it's so annoying. And I'm like, okay, I need to stop doing that because I'll be the first one to be like, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. You know, my hair, blah, blah, blah. And it's like the other person doesn't give a fuck if we're being honest, because at the end of the day, everyone's only thinking about themselves. So it's like no one cares that your hair is looking like shit. They're probably thinking the same thing about themselves. It's like, you know, and I could uh, truthfully, you guys, I could watch Heather and Shannon microdose all day. And I, you know, I'm a big advocate. I'm a big advocate for microdosing. I think it's I think it's great. And I think more people should do it. And I think the world would be a much happier place because it's not like you're in like a manic state or you're like anything like that. I think like you're just in like a good space, like mental space. And I think Dr. Jen could really benefit when she said, I'm not emotionally stable enough to microdose. I was like, baby, that means you are to get, get on board. Take a little bite of that gummy. Let's fucking go. I found myself tuning out a little bit just for a second when like Emily brought up Shannon being jealous of Gina and Heather's relationship. And I don't think Shannon is necessarily jealous. I just think she's a little surprised. I mean, the the, the internet was a fucking, you know, everyone was like, oh my God, I can't wait to see Heather and Sh- Gina interact together. I feel like that's going to be crazy. They're so opposite. Gina's a mess, blah, 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 blah. So I'm sure Shannon was just a little surprised. And you know, we're in a really weird place when... <sighs> I trust Gina with the skincare line more than I trust Whitney Rose. And that's just my truth. That was shocking. I don't understand why everyone needs a skincare line. It's like, I don't get what's going on. Maybe I'm missing something. Maybe I should come out with a skincare line. But it's a little confusing. I'm like, I don't know. Just because you've got a platform. Like, do something else. Do literally anything. What happened to the bikini lines? Remember when that was a big to-do on Orange County? Everyone had a bikini line. Everybody had it. Like, bring that back. I don't want your fucking skincare. Or do what Tamara Judge did. Make a CBD line. Microdose off Venus CBD. Shout out to Venus CBD. 
I don't know. <sighs> Sometimes I just get a little tired of the house side businesses because it's like, it's, and I feel very Bethany Frankel saying this, but like sometimes it's just a little exhausting, like having to care about this business that I know is not really going anywhere. And it might, it might, I might be a hater, but it's kind of like how I felt with Cynthia Bailey after a while. I was like, I can't fucking watch you do this again. Like I can't bring myself for 22 weeks to care and invest in your fucking shitty bit bag business. And it not ever go anywhere. Like, where is it going that I just don't understand? So, yeah, I yeah, I just I find myself just not really giving a shit about Gina's skincare line. Let's talk about New Jersey. I don't have that many thoughts because majority of the episode took place in what seemed to be an empty, you know, TGI Fridays attic. I'm not sure what's going on. Um, That place looked like it was built for the show. It. I don't think a single person has ever stepped foot in that place before. It was very weird. I'm glad Dolores and David broke up. Speaking of businesses I don't care about, I don't care about Dolores or David. And I never have. And I always thought Dolores was too good for him. He looks like a fucking Ninja Turtle. I'm not interested. And this was another thing. Like Dolores, I think, came from a place of Frank Sr. being a horrible husband and a horrible life partner when the kids were young that she settled for a man doing the bare minimum and ladies, we're not doing that in 2022. We're not doing it. We're not fucking doing it just because he texts you back, just because, you know, he, you know, holds the door open for you or pays for dinner does not mean that he's like gold star standard. That's not what we're doing. We need someone who's emotionally there for us. We need someone mentally there for us. We need someone who supports us, lifts us up. Like we need, that's what we need. We don't need this like bare minimum bullshit because here's the thing and I always say this I come to a relationship doing my best if I'm dating you I'm dating you and I'm showing up I'm showering my house is clean I you know I I buy little gifts I am thoughtful I'm a very I'm a big words of affirmation person which should not shock anybody so I I feel like I show up correct to relationships. And I think some men just don't like we we accept the bare minimum from men. And it's like, guys, you don't get a cookie for doing for doing nothing for doing literally nothing. Speaking of the, the Catania's, I would love a, a biopic of the the Catania's like back in the day. Like I want to see a Frank senior on a boat with the whores. That's what I want. As Dolores is like raising little Frankie and Gabby, who Gabby Guys, Gabby hates Frank Sr. <laughs> like, hates him. And I want more backstory on that. Because we've always seen Frankie and him, and they seem okay. Like, they seem father and son. But, like, you know, you can kind of see the distance between them, but it's not as different. But with Gabby, it's like she literally calls him Frank. And it's not in, like, a where I call my mom Mary. Like, I call her Mare, and it's like a sign of endearment. She calls him Frank Because she's like, you're not my fucking dad. You know what I mean? Like, there was a huge, huge, like, undertone there. And I just, I want to know more. I want to know more. I need to know more. So, okay, I'm going to talk about eating disorders. If, you know, this is a trigger warning. And I'm not saying that to be sarcastic. Like, I genuinely am like, sometimes it's very triggering for people. And I completely understand. And things might get a little emotional today talking about this. You never know what's going to sneak up on you. But um, I want to talk about Jackie because I just have to applaud Jackie Goldschneider 
for being so open with us for the last few years about her eating disorder. And now she's not the first housewife to ever do this. Jules uh, Weinstein from New York actually was the very first housewife to really ever talk about, you know, her eating disorder. And then Jackie came along and we've gotten to know Jackie more, obviously, because Jules was only on one season. So to see someone be so open and vulnerable about something that's so complicated is so refreshing, but also heartbreaking. And like you just you're like you feel so many different things. And so I just really have to like tip my hat to her because when she was when she describes her eating disorder, I think it's so important for people to understand like it's it never really goes away. You're never really cured. You just learn kind of how to navigate it a little differently. Or you you know how to you use different tools maybe to kind of like work through it. Um, you know, I struggled for a long time. And what people need to understand too is sometimes it's not just you're just not eating or you're just throwing up. Th- those two things are eating disorders, obviously. But there's also so many different layers. It's so nuanced. It's so, like I was saying, it's so complicated. Um, For me, what my issue was is I was so focused on every single thing that I put in my body that it became like very disordered eating. So it was like I had to tell myself to eat. I'd be like, okay, now now I should probably eat something. Like it was like that, um, which is not good. Um, and I was super little. I remember weighing myself and I was like 103 pounds. And when you're five, six, I mean, that's so little. And it's weird because in the moment, I didn't think I was small at all. I thought I was like a big girl, which is insane. And uh, like looking back at photos and looking back at that time in my life is so fucking insane to me. Like I look at pictures and I'm like, oh, my God. And I remember I was packing up to move like two years ago. And uh, I was packing up. And I usually am someone who's like, I'm not a clutter person. Like, I really hate clutter. I hate shit in my house. I hate I get I purge everything. I get rid of things. What doesn't matter. (laughs) Anyways. And for some reason, I kept on to these pants and these shorts that I had. And I looked at them and I was a double zero. I started crying because I was like, I can't believe I wore these at one point. And I thought I was fat. And it's one of those things where even now I have to be so delicate about eating healthy and feeling a type of way about my body. Like I have to be very careful and it's, I, you know, I'm going to be very completely honest right now. I'm going to be a little, maybe a little too transparent. I don't know where this conversation is really going to take me. I'm really sorry. Is I've gained a lot of weight within the last year and that's really, really hard for me because I, I don't, I've never been in this position where it's like, I'm this uncomfortable with my with my body, even though like I was uncomfortable when I was younger and going through an eating disorder. It was very different. Like it's I'm in this really weird place and I, you know, I've been trying to eat healthy. And of course, like I binge and I do all of that. And it's like I'm really trying to find like a happy medium and I become very like obsessed with food. Like it becomes like an obsession where I become like obsessed with cooking and like making meals and like what am I going to eat and like I become even more obsessed like if someone's coming over like what are they going to eat like it's very 
it's very complicated. And I hope when people watch Jackie's journey, they have they extend some grace to her and understand how complicated it is. And I broke down and I was crying watching the episode because when when she said that she's so ritualized in what she eats, it's like, yeah, that's a huge part of an eating disorder is like when you think you're in recovery or you think that you're over it, you realize like, oh, I'm just eating salmon and broccoli every day. And it's like, that's also not good, you know? Like, that's why it's like, I get so fucking pissed at celebrities. And I think they used to do this a lot more when they were interviewed for like, how do you keep your body or like, how do you, and they're like, oh, I eat chicken and, you know, asparagus every day. It's like, fuck you. Like, that's also not good. Like, why are we normalizing this? This is crazy. Like, why can't we just eat what we want? And I think it's important to talk about like moderation and things like that and not excluding things from your diet unless like you literally I feel like are like allergic allergic to it I I don't know I feel like I might be rambling but I'm really just trying to like work through all this in my head because it really um it really affected me watching her and when she said you know she started crying and she was like I'm always hungry I'm like and she feels but she feels like she's eating but she's still hungry. It's like that broke my heart. And to watch Evan, I'm going to start crying. I'm so sorry. And to watch Evan just like be so, oh my God, so sweet with her. And you can tell that. And she admitted, she was like, I've shut you out so much that he probably feels like he has to tread a little light with this conversation because he doesn't want to push her too much because then she'll shut back down. So he just allows her to to speak and he just listens and he's so sweet with her and you know I really broke my heart broke for her it really did when you know he said that their kids notice because it's like that's the worst is because you feel like you're doing such a good job at keeping it together you know you think you're being normal and when someone points it out you're just like fuck like okay this is a real problem now so I don't know it's just it really it was a lot I felt I felt bad for her and I just, you know, my you guys, my DMs are always open if you want to like talk about anything, like please feel free. I feel like it's really important to have these conversations. So yeah. All right. I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going to take a quick break and then I'll come back with some more Bravo stuff. And then I do want to get to your questions. I did ask everybody uh, what their Bravo questions were for me. So we'll get to that a little bit later on the episode. The best food in the world isn't on your typical delivery apps. It's right down the street in your very own neighborhood. With Chef, you can enjoy authentic dishes from over 90 different countries, freshly prepared by your local neighbors and delivered right to your door. With over 1 million dishes served, your local cooks spend hours preparing your meals with care plus attention you won't find anywhere else. Explore a world of flavor today at Chef.com. That's Chef with an S dot com. You guys know I love a good cocktail, but the craft cocktail can get expensive and it's full of sugar, which usually leads to a hangover the next day. And honestly, no one needs that. But that's when InBooze steps in. InBooze was founded in 2018 by Ashley Evans, a mother of four and cocktail lover. She wanted an easier and healthier way for everyone to enjoy drinks at home. By infusing with simple dehydrated fruits, spices, and herbs, you know exactly what's in your drink. Due to the global pandemic in 2020, everyone was drinking at home and the brand exploded due to national media coverage from Oprah Magazine, BuzzFeed, and Cosmo. 
Each InBoo's kit is handmade in their commercial kitchen in Grand Rapids, Michigan. The kits have minimal sugar with most being sugar-free. So here's how it all works. Each kit contains one teabag style pouch of dehydrated fruits, spices, and herbs to infuse at least two cups of alcohol. Infuse your pouch for three days and then discard the infusion bag. You get at least eight to 10 cocktails per infusion and the infused booze is good for at least six months. You can pair your infusion with your favorite mixer and there's something for everyone. It makes the perfect gift or a fun way to treat yourself. Some of the best flavors are red wine sangria, the spicy margarita, berry lavender lemonade, blackberry gin smash, and the Caribbean rum punch. Visit their Instagram page at InBooze Kits for fun cocktail ideas. That's I-N-B-O-O-Z-E-K-I-T-S. And use code H-O-T-M for 20% off at imbooze.com slash discount slash H-O-T-M. Exclusions apply. All right, everybody, we are back. And I just want to talk about Miami really quick. Uh, Miami is my favorite franchise on right now. I know it's not technically on Bravo. It is on Peacock. And I kind of wanted to, guys, I kind of wanted to stay on Peacock. I'm not going to lie because it's so good that I just, I kind of wanted to keep it like a, a little secret, like a little, I want to, I want to protect it. I have to say, I would fucking pay to watch Alexia interact with Noella because Noella is one of, like I said earlier in the episode, she constantly wants to talk about herself and talk about, like, her problems. Okay. Alexia has so much going on that I feel like she would literally cuss her the fuck out and be like, you you really realize that, like, this is one thing, right? Like, I would love, I would love to see them interact uh, with each other. I feel like that would be, oh, it'd be priceless. I just love seeing Alexia happy, and I think her and Todd are really, really cute together. I think Todd is, like, obsessed with her, and I think that that is so sweet. I love seeing it because she deserves it. She's been through fucking hell, this woman. And I love seeing Frankie uh, play basketball, but I got to say, guys, Peter's saying that he doesn't need therapy and that he's healed. I'm like, sir, <laughs> guys, if if Peter is healed, then I... And Giselle Bunchen, like he, no, like you're, baby, you're not healed. And I think Peter has so much has gone through so much trauma that it's like you you need therapy. Like I get that talking to your grandma is really sweet and that's nice. But anybody who says that they're healed, you need therapy. Anyone who says that, like no, baby, no, yeah. If if anyone in your life ever looks at you and says that they're healed immediately put them in the car and take them to a therapist a therapist because that's like the opposite of healed no one who's actually like working on themselves or feels like they're in a good place is like going around saying that that's nuts but i will say that alexia saying that she went to an obama fundraiser was i was pleasantly surprised by that truly because i was like i was kind of i don't know you guys i was kind of you know i don't know i was kind of expecting it to be like Trumpy vibes. That's the vibe I was maybe picking up. But I was thrilled when she pulled out that picture with Obama in the Versace red. I was like, yes, bitch. I was living for that. So I was, you know, loving that. I did make me so sad that her mother is hospitalized because, you know, she is getting married. And that's that's really sad. And I feel like, you know, no spoilers, but 
I do think her mother dies the day of her wedding, and I think that that's real tough. A quick pivot. I think Nicole, Dr. Nicole, is maybe one of the hottest people on Bravo. Like, she's so hot to me. Her little hair and her little body and, like, her tan and just, like, her whole essence, I'm very into. And I'm very, very into her and Lisa's friendship. Them kind of, they're kind of, like, on the same page when it comes to their dads. And I think that that is a nice side to see of Lisa because, you know, she kind of pretends that everything in her her life is uh, perfect and it's obviously not. Um, so that's kind of nice to see her open up in that way because I'm like, where does this woman come from? I know she's Canadian, but like, what about her life? I know nothing. I really know nothing about Lisa other than the fact that her and Lenny only have sex once or twice a week. Maybe. You know, I that's, you know, <laughs> I don't know what else to say. But Julia being this offended by Larsa is odd. Now, I get what Julia is saying, that she was a little hurt by Larsa talking about out of wedlock and not being married and having kids, blah, blah, blah. I think she was probably hurt by that, but probably talking to Adriana, Adriana probably fanned those flames. You know what I'm saying? Like she was definitely encouraging this type of confrontation because Adriana hates Larsa. And people are saying Larsa is stuck up. And I don't think that. I think Larsa is just maybe just a little closed off. But I think she's always been very warm to everybody. Truly. Like, I think that she's just one of those girls that's like, you know, very into themselves. But I don't think that that makes her a bad person. And I also don't think she intentionally tries to come off judgmental. I think she's just speaking from her own life experience. So when she's like, I would never want to have kids with someone I'm not married to, she's allowed to feel that way. Like, I'm a little annoyed. Like, she's allowed to feel however she wants just because that's how she feels Does it about herself. It doesn't mean that she looks at anybody else differently. I don't think she looks at Dr. Nicole of anesthesiology like, oh, you're a fucking loser. I don't think that. I think she's like, listen, I just wouldn't want to do that, but that's fine if you do. That's, you know, I, I think everyone is a little too sensitive, as I was just crying talking about Jackie. <laughs> like, oh, the journey we take on this podcast. The, the journey we take. And Julia is hanging out with Adriana a little too much because her makeup is looking atrocious. And J- Adriana's makeup is maybe the worst I've ever seen. And she's a beautiful woman. Like, when we get the flashbacks of her with, like, her dark hair, I'm just like, can we go back to that? I love her with black hair, like that really, really dark hair, because whatever she's doing, I'm not I'm not really into. And I really loved like the Versace mansion. It was very Miami. It was very colorful and exciting. And I just, you know, it's always kind of cool to see. Like, I know I've seen it on shows before. Like, I know the Kardashians have gone there and stayed there and obviously other people. But it, it was cool seeing them, especially with like the penis balloons. I was like, wow, what a combination. What a combination of things. And I love seeing Marisol's like pictures from the 90s of her hanging out with Madonna and all of those famous people. I was like, wow, she's really lived. She's really lived a life. The Marisol Nicole fight I find boring. Like I just I don't care that much about it. I find myself kind of like tuning out when it's going on. I just kind of drift off and then I I clock back in when like something else is happening because it just doesn't seem it, it seems kind of silly. So yeah, that's 
those are pretty much all my thoughts. Oh, one last thought actually about Miami. I trust Gertie with my life. I would just, I would trust her planning anything for me. I think she's a great party planner. I don't know how they're really trying to make her come across on Miami, but like the woman is very good at her job. That's that. Um, I do want to get into your questions, guys. Let me pull those up. Did Craig hook up with Kristen Kevlar? Yes, I believe so. I know she's going around on the interwebs saying that she didn't, but I'm I don't know why Craig would like make that up. And especially given this week's summer house where Paige was like openly talking about it. I'm like, I feel like that's kind of like they definitely definitely uh hooked up which ugh, gross um yeah did you guys see austin and carter doing a live show who the fuck is going to that who ladies gays and nays if you are going to that fucking live show i need you to explain to me why and like what are they gonna talk about like i just these are two mediocre white men that i just want nothing i want no part of it do you believe that Candace rumors? So there are rumors that Candace Dillard is fired or not coming back to Potomac. I don't believe that. I just there's something in my heart of hearts that's just like, I don't think that they'll get rid of her um, because what other drama is there? Like you need a villain on a show. Hello. That's important. Can you go into more detail on what happened with Kathy Hilton allegedly? Yes, I can. So allegedly, Kathy Hilton said the F word in a club in Aspen or Colorado or wherever the fuck they went. I know th- those are the same places, but I don't know exactly like the city they were in. And the word got back to Rinna and Erica. And now Erica and Rinna are kind of coming for Kathy. And Kathy allegedly sent Rinna a cease and desist, but she, of course, denied that. So there's just lots of drama. And I'm just fucking dreading this. If this is the drama that takes place on Beverly Hills. I'll be so fucking pissed because it's like Rinna loves to make shit up, not even make shit up, but loves to harp on things that didn't happen on camera. And that is so boring to me. The Munchausen thing, the puppy gate, the Denise shit. Like, I don't care unless it's said on camera. Like, I I don't give a fuck about it. I'm sorry. And I think that they need to stop leaking so much information about the seasons to like Instagram and things like that because it's like I want to be surprised I don't I don't want to know everything that's going on I find that so boring and we were in last season of Beverly Hills was so good and I just because everything happened on camera everything like the women confronted everybody I'm just I'm gonna be so pissed where does every Bravo woman get the summer dress with the cutouts I, guys, I don't have an answer because I've been wondering the same question. If you don't know what I'm talking about, it's the dress every single woman on Bravo is wearing right now. It's like the long maxi dress. It has the straps, but then there's like this knot like right in the center of the boobs. And then there's like cut out and then it you you have to know what I'm talking about. If you don't, just go to Melissa Gorga's Instagram. That's like the only dress she wears. Absolutely stunning. Any idea who Austin is currently dating? Yes, I firmly believe he is dating that Olivia Flowers girl, the new Southern Charmer, 100%. I, As much as I hate Austin, I do find myself stalking his Instagram. It's like one of my downfalls in life uh, because people are always very interested in like what these idiots are doing. So I personally take it upon myself. It's basically my job uh, to figure it out. Do you like the daughters? <laughs> I love when people say daughters. Do you like the daughters on Jersey? Listen, 
I have empathy for them. And I, you know, I feel bad for them. They went through a lot. Their mom went to jail. Their dad went to jail, went to ICE, got deported to the Bahamas slash Italy. Like, they've been through a lot. But I also think that they need to be a little bit more diplomatic in their thinking and understand that everybody in this family has gone through a lot, but just in different ways. Like, they all experienced it differently. And I just wish that Melania maybe thought more about how everyone feels and not just how she feels. And I understand she's a child, but, like, I I wish maybe Teresa would, like, encourage that behavior a little bit more. Because Teresa's smile when anyone comes for Joe is, like, a little creepy to me. And I, I don't like that. Which Bravo celebrity sells the best candle? Okay, this is fully because there's candle wars going on within the Bravo community. We got Karen, we got Wendy, we got Craig, we have Luke. We, I mean, I'm, I think there's even more candles out there. Personally, I love Luke's candle. I have the Minnesota candle. It smells like the woods. Um, I'm, a, I'm a big earthy scent girl. So, and it, I like that after it's like you blow it out, you can still kind of smell it. It's, I don't know, it just smells really good. Oh, this is a good question. Do we all agree that we are now Team Jill, LVP, Nini, and Madison? And what this person means by this, I think, is that in hindsight, we're all like, damn. We're like, that's kind of how I feel about the Carol Bethany situation. Like in the moment, I was so Bethany, so Bethany. And now when I rewatch, I'm like, wait, why? And same with LVP. Like, this woman lost her brother to suicide and then her mother within the same year, if not months of each other. And that's when these women decided to attack her over Raider Online, which, yes, she did do that. But at the same time, like, why are we attack? I don't know. That just does not sit right with my spirit. I have always been on the right side of history when it came to Madison LaCroix from Southern Charm. She is an icon. She got those boys together and dragged them to hell. And that is what they deserve. And obviously, Nini is my number one housewife of all time. So I've always been team Nini. I do think that she did think that she was a little too big for the show. But I mean, how could you not when she was really the first housewife to really branch out and get really big opportunities from being on the show? Like, that's just facts. How do you feel about the clicks in Summer House, Paige, Sierra, Danny and Lindsay? It's unfortunate that there's clicks or there seems to be, but it's reality. Like, that's just kind of what happens. There are going to be people in your life that you just are closer to. And I think maybe it has to do with, like, the longevity of how they've known each other, their experience coming into the show. Like, Lindsay and Danielle came into the show together. They've known each other for so long that obviously they're going to be really close. Um, I do think Paige and Sierra might be a little too closed off for me. I do think that they need to get out of the bed and like off the phone a little bit. Uh, I would like them to engage more with the group, but maybe they are and we're just not seeing it. What's going on with Roni? I got a lot of Roni questions. I think the the network is taking a break from Roni. I do think Roni will be coming back, but not till next year. I don't think they'll film. I think they just want to kind of reset, give everyone a break. Um, They were on such a hot streak. And this is what annoys me so bad is like they had 10, 11 flawless, consistent seasons. Every year you could count on it. Every fucking year. And they had two bad ones and everyone's willing to throw it out. It's like, I'm confused. Get your life in order. The most problematic housewife, I'm just going to say current, the most problematic current housewife. Hmm. I have to think for a sec. Hang on. 
Uh, the most problematic current housewife is probably Ramona Singer. Just, I mean, I feel like that's self-explanatory. A lot of Candace questions. You guys are really concerned about my thoughts on Candace, which I appreciate. I appreciate you looking out because you know I love my candy gal. Oh, nine hashtag flip the Senate. Um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, please go to her Instagram. Her hashtags are really, really something. Um, is Winterhouse happening? Rumors are, yes, Winterhouse will be filming next week uh, or within the next two weeks, I believe. Those are just the rumors. What was the episode or franchise that got you hooked? Okay, so I started watching Bravo when I really only watched like Flipping Out, Millionaire Matchmaker, Tab at the Salon Takeover. Like those were the shows that I would watch. And then all of a sudden I, I put on Real Houses of Atlanta. It was the first season and I became obsessed with it. Like de- deeply obsessed. And then it just spiraled from there. Like seeing those women at the season one Atlanta reunion, like we don't talk about it enough. Kim Zolciak saying that she had cancer and then quickly saying that she didn't have cancer all while wearing a yellow satin shirt with a vest. And then you had Nini, I believe, in leggings. The girls now could never. That's all I got to say. No one, no fucking frenemy tops Nini and Kim. No one. Like they they both have this very clear understanding that they're they're good TV and they're the perfect frenemy. I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with them opinion on Louie. I'm concerned. I'm concerned about Louie and Teresa. I feel like she's maybe getting bamboozled, but I I kind of like that he's like all about feelings and like therapy because those Italians, man, they really they got to dig a little deeper. Um that's all I got to say. Should Amanda divorce Kyle? I don't know how to answer that. Wow. I feel so bad because it's like it's hard to watch the season and really give your honest opinion because it's like you know that they get married right so it's like you know these two people end up together so it's kind of hard to like shit on it but it also isn't because you're like Kyle what the fuck are you doing like you have an amazing girl standing in front of you and it's like you're acting like a fool you're acting like a goddamn fool and he's doing what a lot of men do which is act confused as to why he's not being like why his partner isn't happy, but it's like, bro, what do you do for her? Let's see. You didn't get her a birthday present. You've cheated on her. You don't answer the phone when you are out till 4 a.m., which you know triggers her and her anxiety about you uh, cheating on her. You like he doesn't do things for her and yet wants her to be like thrilled and over the top. I'm just like I'm very confused by it. I don't fully understand it. Would I ever do the sweat lodge ceremony thing that they did in Mexico on Real Husses of Orange County? No, because I am deeply claustrophobic. I really don't like being hot. I have a really hard time in hot tubs because I feel like I can't breathe. Uh, very normal. Oh, this is good. Am I team Jen or team March? Now, listen, I feel for Jennifer because she was cheated on when she was nine months pregnant. That's not great. That's horrible. That's absolutely horrible. Do I get why Marge brought it up? Absolutely, I do. If someone was constantly calling me a slut, calling my mother a slut, thinking that I'm bragging about cheating on someone, it's like, no, I don't think Marge is bragging about it. I think she's just explaining her life. And she's talking about it from such a place of hindsight that she's like, yeah, this is what happened. And her and Jan are still close. The guy that she left, you know, she left her husband for Joe B. And it's like, she's probably so far removed from that that she's able to joke about it. And I don't understand how people like are not getting that. But that's just my opinion. Have I ever tried Loverboy? 
I fucking love Loverboy. Yes, I've tried it. It's actually really good. I don't like the espresso martini one. Um, I just don't think espresso martini should come in a can. Again, just my opinion. But I do like the other uh, flavors. Do you think Craig and Paige are going to go the distance? There's a part of me that feels like, yes, they will. And then there's this other part of me that I feel like Paige will maybe get a little tired of his like boyish ways. I don't know. I don't know. I'll end it with this question. What is my most unpopular Bravo opinion? I have a lot of unpopular Bravo opinions um, or I seem to uh, like I'm I understand Margaret's side. That's, you know, unpopular. I like Candace Dillard and what she brings to the show. That's also unpopular. I understand where LVP was coming from to some extent. Like I I have a lot of unpopular opinions, but my the opinion that gets me the most shit, I will say on social media is liking Kenya more. I love her. I find her beautiful. I find her great television. I find her to be a good mom. I, I, I love her so much. And I do understand that like people don't like her. They think she's cunning and like manipulative. And it's like, yeah, guys, she's on reality television. She's literally making the show happen. She literally is. And everyone's like, she got married for TV. Did she? Because she didn't get married on the show. So that doesn't make sense. Uh, I felt really bad when people were questioning if she even like was pregnant. That was a weird, that was a weird time. Like, yes, she was pregnant. Um, and I think it what really bothers me is that she gets treated a little differently by fans. And I'm not sure exactly why, but I can kind of guess. Like when people, when Nini called her like a buffalo or something, like it just kind of got like very brushed under the rug. And I just don't think that that would have happened if it was happening to someone else. So I just wish sometimes the fans would keep the same energy across the board for everybody. That's including myself. Sometimes I have to check myself, you know, facts over here. Uh, you know, I'm a self-aware girl uh, or try to be. So I think that this episode was a little chaotic. My apologies. We took some whew, we took emotional journeys here. Yeah, I'll just leave it at that. Uh, make sure you guys check out the dip.com. Use code queso. That's Q-U-E-S-O for 95% off at the dip. Um, for your subscription, we do exclusives, articles. We have community posts now where you can engage. Um, a great feature. It's brand new. Uh, so yeah, check that out. And I will see you guys all on Instagram. And I will talk to you later. Bye. Here's to the great American settlers, the millions of you who settled for unsatisfying jobs because they pay the bills. Of course, there is something else you could do if you got something to say. Start a podcast with Spreaker from iHeart and unleash your creative freedom. Maybe even earn enough money to one day tell your old boss, hey, I'm no settler, I'm an explorer. Spreaker.com, S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R. Hustle on over today. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. 
Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. 